<laughs> Bam, we're live. Where's Taylor? Late. Late. Okay. Uh, it's too bad he's going to miss this genius. I'm, uh, I want to try something on you, J.R. Hiller and Mr. Souza. Uh, thought I had today while riding the assault bike. Last week, uh, oh, by the way, welcome everyone to the uh, semifinals preview so- show week three. Everyone knows who Andrew Hiller fit is, former affiliate owner and now uh, YouTube friend. Matt Sooner, oh, Matt Sooner, Matt Souza, <laughs> owner of CrossFit Livermore, executive producer of the show, got me to get off my ass and stop playing with my kids to make some content. And my newest friend to the group who I met through Bre- uh, Brian Friend, who could not stop talking about this guy for the last year and a half uh, and fr- close friends with uh, and training partners with Jason Hopper and Taylor Self and owner of CrossFit Crash, Correct. J.R. Howe. Last week, I was like, hey, man, we have a whole new group coming in. It's like, it's happening. We got James Sprague, Dallin Pepper, Colton Mertens. Like, it's, it's here. Mal O'Brien. You know, it's, it's, it's here. We had some trickle in before them. You know, we got Haley Adams. You know, I'd say she's like maybe like approaching the middle of her career. But we got this whole new herd of people are coming in. And, uh, and the other guys are getting old and washed up and bye-bye. But I want to propose something else to you that I think may have happened. We started with Fran, and when we started with Fran, there was only Fran. You just went to, um, oops, oops. When, when we started with Fran, you just did uh, You just did Fran. The first time you heard Fran, you just went out to your garage or you went to the Globo Gym and you just did Fran, and that was it. And maybe it took you 17 minutes or whatever. You didn't have a clock, whatever. Then finally, as you learn more about CrossFit, you know the workouts are timed. You figure out what a thruster is, and you do it as fast as you can, and you break 10 minutes, 7 minutes, 5 minutes. And, 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 and that, that was the next evolution for for fran and we started seeing the greg amundsen's and ani sakamoto's and josh everett uh josh yeah josh everett's doing these world-class times and with that we started seeing unbroken fran right and it was unbroken fran. and then we saw bar placement how close can you get your bar to the pull-up bar faster fran faster fran then we got butterfly fran now we're now just world-class speeds then we get miko salo and i don't know if he's the innovator of it but we have someone pulling the bar down we have someone pulling the bar down, not gravity, pulling the bar down to even get off those extra minutes. So we have innovation, we have nuance, we have evolution. And then we have chest to bar Fran, and then we have heavy Fran, and now the athletes are getting even stronger. And as you put those forces on them, it causes adaptations, which makes their original Fran even faster. We're seeing something like that happen, I think, I would speculate. I would offer to you. We are seeing the newest innovation, and I think we're seeing it with people like Saxon Panchik, where this is actually a race now. It, it, you could, you could, you could. Um, it, it, I would even say I was, I was playing around with. It's the year of transitions. There are no transitions anymore. It's a race. It's just, it's just one giant fluid. You just go from breaststroke to freestyle to backstroke. There's no transition. There's nothing. It's who, who can find that red line and hang out there and just the transition is just part of the workout. We're seeing these people who are just, it's, it's this, it's this new group and, and we're seeing those innovations from Colton Mertens and the Barnes in Iowa. We're, we're, we're seeing them come out of the mayhem empire. Um, it, we're, we're seeing them everywhere. Maybe Matt Fraser invented them all in the last five years in Tia Toomey and everyone's watching closely, but, but I'm speculating something is changing and we're watching it happen uh, now. With this new group. And rent. And of rent. You got more? What, what no, else I, you got? That's it. I just, did you listen I, to I the think, Ben Smith podcast? Is he coming I did on? not. No, no. I invited Ben on though today. He said he's training someone, but but I told him he can pop in any times. What what do you what are you seeing? 
What are you, why right. are you saying? He, cov- he covered this right in the middle of his podcast, which was about an hour. Right in the middle there, he was talking about how you see that it's a race, but he sees that the programming is shit. And he doesn't oh. say that exact same thing. He sees an issue with the programming, and he sees that year after year there was innovation within the programming that would almost limit the athletes to an extent. And present day, it almost looks like before we were on, we were talking about one of these competitions and one of these workouts and how Sousa said it looks like something that he would throw into his affiliate. And part of the thing that happens at the games at the semifinals level, in my opinion, is that there's another level to it. And some people might think that it's heavier. And I think Taylor brought up somewhere that it was possibly it should have been a pegboard ascent, like that it was at the games and then it filters down into the semifinals or the regionals. And that's what Ben Smith was trying to say, that there needs to be some sort of an evolution of the programming, which will almost make part of, not the entire thing, because there should be racing aspects of it, but part of the race should be how good you are at certain things, whether it be like parallel handstand push-ups or large numbers of muscle-ups or weighted muscle-ups, that sort of deal. And he, he talks largely, and I just made an entire video, which is why I can talk so deep into this, about how that's one of the biggest things make, missing in competition right now. What do you is think? That, yeah, when, go ahead, Taylor. I was just going to say, when a lot of these events make it, uh, Mac and Syndicate, for example, when they make it so purely capacity-based, that's a huge part of CrossFit. Capacity. What do you mean by that? What do you mean capacity-based? Define that for me. Explain that to me. Um, so, so just power output on machines, for example. Okay. You know, okay. I guess you know, capacity is a very broad and vague term. In today's world, when you say capacity, we think you know, 100 bar facing burpees for time or, or a 2K row. Anyway, so they make it, so based on just that metabolic conditioning piece, it's that's important. But like Andrew just said, so is 30 muscle ups on broken for time. That's, you know, in, in terms of the 10 general skills, when you're looking across its core methodology, all of those 10 skills are equal. So you have to have workouts that the skill is what's slowing you down, not your ability to pull 130 on the rower for five minutes. Your ability to do, like you understand, parallel handstand push-ups, ring muscle-ups, you know, the the obstacle course at 2018 regionals, um, stuff like that. Jared, you have any thoughts on it? Are we seeing an evolution right now? Are we seeing a new blood come in? It, it, it almost makes me feel like now it's finally a sport. Like before, there was a chance that some guy could be plucked off the street and do Fran and beat the 2009 CrossFit Games champion. Now there's no fucking chance of it because it's it's actually there's there's nuances and in, 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 in speed to it that that absolutely requires pat practice. Yeah, I'm going to actually take another angle here. What okay. I think has evolved more than anything is the programmers and the event directors decision on whether or not to make the workouts fun to watch or good tests. So, instead of doing like a simple couplet, which is kind of funny, you if you look around to all the semifinals that have occurred and then some of the semifinals that are going to happen, you don't see many couplets. And I'm not going to count the rope climb shuttle run because that was mandated by CrossFit. In couplets, mm-hmm. if you ask people in the gym, hey, name five CrossFit workouts, I guarantee you that three or four out of the five, with the exception of Murph, are going to be probably benchmark workouts that are couplets or triplets. So when you watch a couplet, it can be boring, but it's their responsibility as the organizers and the programmers to still make it fun to watch. Mm -hmm. So when you put all these transitions in there and you always are trying to progress down the floor, which is like one of the most innovative things Dave ever did because it allowed the viewers to follow along and see who's winning 
versus just doing 50 ring muscle-ups for time, sure, that's not the most fun thing to watch. But are we trying to make it the most fun sport to watch or are we trying to test the fittest? Can we have both? We can. We, yes. we did with Dave. Friend. How about friend? That friend workout. Um, I'm, I'm getting ahead. Uh, real quick, um, uh, JR, this question's for you. What do you think? Was there some sort of um, implication there that you don't like, um, like six movements? The transitions bug you when there's like six transitions. You, you don't like this, this back and forth. No, not necessarily. Okay. As long okay. as is, as long as the amount of time spent per movement ends up mattering, and the workout is not solely based upon how fast you can get from one movement to the next. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, can, let's move on to the granite game, shall we? Yes. Thank you. Great discussion. Uh, Susie, can you bring up the boys uh, for the Granite Games? I was able to watch uh, Morning Chalk Ups, uh, um, uh, Patrick Clark, Tommy Marquez, Brian Friend, and uh, the Miss uh, Khaleesi, Lauren Khalil. And then I was also got notes, a ton of awesome cliff notes from Will Plummer. Thank you, Will. So you guys are in big trouble. I know my shit. I know my shit. Uh, are these the boys? I don't recognize these names. Oh, yeah, there we are. Okay. Those are those are the men. The men. Sorry. Um, do you want to um, do you want to dive in on anyone in particular? I'll start at the top, Hiller, that you think should we should watch or who is not going to do um, well this week. Sorry, I'm deviating from your your timeline a little bit, Taylor. No worries. Okay. What's Taylor's timeline? Did I miss an email? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's only we for can me. save the first part for Ben when he comes on because I want to hear his thoughts on that. Taylor's such a boss that he anointed me the boss. He's such an alpha. He appointed me the boss. He gave me, he's like, this is how the show is going to run. Men, Granite Games men. Taylor, what do you think? I think that Savan's wrong and Fikowski's going to win. I, yeah. I I think I think Brent's probably winning too. And I think I so want to know what there's... ground he stands upon saying he's going to lose. Uh, yeah, let's hear that. He's a, He's an outlier and it's always being overlooked. It's always been overlooked. He has no better chance. He has the only thing he has better than Colton Merton is experience. He's, and, and, and he's old. And he's old. I wouldn't and say he, that. So, and he's and he's an outlier. And he's a pacer. And based on my premise that those days are over, this thing has turned into a race. And I haven't even looked at the workouts. Well, so that's why why I think you're wrong is you haven't looked at the workouts. I okay. think. Brent Fikowski does a lot of things better than Colton, and I think Colton would admit that himself. I'm sure that Colton does a lot of things better than Brent, but that yes, being yes. said— Yes, Stick with that second sentence. Stick, stick with that second thought. <laughs> well, there's three chippers, and I think most people that are pretty familiar with men and the sport across it and the games would, would admit that Brent Fikowski is probably one of the best in the world at, at chippers. Um, and pacing them correctly. And there's two workouts that are 25 minutes or longer. And Brent's another person who's really, really, really good at those workouts. And there's no handstand pushups, which is in years past his biggest weakness. I think, I think that pacing is going to hurt him this year. I think that there, it, 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 everything is more turned into a race. We even saw it in some of the 25 minute workouts last week. Um, people were just racing to finish that time cap, the top guys. I think Colton has a, a, a pain cave, uh, mixed with, uh, brilliant movement that's gonna that's gonna keep him going and uh Fikowski is, is he gets behind and he needs all 15 workouts to win he gets behind Dude, I, he was he, third he was third he might be in the last, last chance qualifier no uh in an online format like gatlas games yes and in person i mean he won dubai he 
he was third at the games last year. I don't know, man. That's that's a that's a hard that's a that's a hot take. Well, the yeah, fact so that you're even talking to me about it makes me feel like you're either lying or you think I'm a complete idiot. I think you're <laughs> <an> idiot. <laughs> Mr. Howell, go ahead. Yeah, so there's a couple of things here. Yeah. The more time Brent has to do workouts and play with them and strategize pacing, the better he's going to do. So at the games, he doesn't have a ton of time typically. Sometimes he finds out events on the fly, and that's what he's the best at. He's the best at knowing his ability and his limits and then pacing that to make up for maybe shortcomings he has in range of motion or you know anything like that. So when you have two of the workouts this weekend, like Taylor said, were long, the busier the workouts are, the longer they are and the more stuff that's in them, the better it's going to be for Brent. What's Taylor? What's Taylor wave? You got a fly in your face? No, no, there's just way too much stuff. And I, JR is completely right. The, the entire Granite Games workout field is full of stuff. And the more stuff, the better for Cowboys season to do. Every workout's a chipper. That's all. That's what Taylor said. They're all chippers. And have you ever watched a CrossFit event, Savon? He, he wins every single chipper. No, I'm in, the back talking, here. I'm in the back talking to the athletes. He's the king oh, of you're chippers. Right, you're right. Though, but I'm telling you, those days are over. I'm telling you you're wrong. And uh, should yeah. we make a should we make a bet? What's the bet? What do you yes. want to bet? Yes. I bet yes. you a hundred bucks that he wins this competition. Yes. yes. This then, guy in the comments, <laughs> Nick Flores, is calling Brent a pussy. I think we should put the comment up on the screen so Brent can see it and go savage this weekend. <laughs> uh this this one right here. Uh, Brent's paint yeah. cave is not large. He does not live in the paint cave. He does not. And Colton does live there. Uh, and Phil, and, and Phil Toon lives there. And all these new cats live there. And I'm concerned that my homeboy, Travis Mayer, is also going to uh, try to pace it and forget that, 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 that there's a bunch of young kids here who are uh, just hungry as shit. So what? So what if I have the pig blinders on? I don't give a shit. I, I, I agree. I like that. When you said hunger, you made me, you know, you, you swayed me a little bit. Hunger, Samuel hunger Quant play. is not going to beat Colton Mertens this weekend. That's a wild card. That's one we can, we can talk about as well. That's a huge oh, I didn't wild realize card. I was going to get so wound up. So I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Sam. Are we done with Brent? Are we done talking about Brent? Yeah. The Sam Quant thing is really interesting because you look at a guy who I think his first year was 2014. Um, 2014, he comes in, makes a huge splash. 2015, he has an injury. I don't think he comes back. He, I think he comes back in 2016. So he misses out 2015, comes back 2016. Um, again, 2017, misses out 2018 and 19, maybe. And then boom, 2020 COVID games, second. So, and, and I don't know that, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, the format's favoring him, but I think he's had some really, just, there's just been some really weird consistency things with him. Like he's missed out for some stretches a couple times, but then he comes back and it's like, wow, where, where was this the last time we saw him compete? And if this is Sam coming back out of hibernation this year, I think we'll find out. I'm very, it's just, you he place 20th or he could fucking win and crush everyone and he believes i'm sure he believes in himself yeah no doubt and i'm sure he's fucking pissed about last year that's another thing you got to look at when you see somebody gets their back put up against the wall somebody who's a competitor to that degree that he is um you know he's been training all year with with last year's finish in the back of his mind and that's probably scary for a lot of guys can we the best can thing we he's got going for him is he's no longer with bergeron Jeez, louise <laughs> 
<laughs> you're going to make Listen, mad. <laughs> listen, Ben Bergeron had had Katrin David's daughter and Matthew Fraser the same year. You cannot dog him. Come on, we talked about this, and we know how I much know, you love Katrin. You just I love Katrin. I'm just we telling you, he Katrin. he trains champions. Yeah, Matt Frazier. Never mind. We're not talking about this again. Okay. So talk can about, you talk about the Granite Games. You already took a shot at him. I got to talk, defend talk, him. That's talk fine. about Phil Toon. Phil Toon. Sorry, Ben. I wish someone yeah. was defending you who, who wasn't um, also saying Fikowski is not going to make it to the games. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> JR, what, what do we think about Phil Toon? Another young up-and-comer super camp. Dallin Pepper, James Sprague, uh, Emma Carey. I mean, is, is Fisigafi over there too? No, Emma Carey. Emma Carey. Emma Carey. Okay. Oh yeah, she's the only girl. Okay. Uh, what What do you think about Phil? Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited to watch him. You know, equally as excited as I was last weekend to watch Dallin after seeing them both compete at Wadapalooza in person. Um, Phil is, you know, talk about like twitchy athletes, right? Type two athletes. I, I've probably never seen someone more explosive, other than like on a basketball court, than Phil Toon. Um, it, it's it really is impressive with his squat speed. Um, just the way he cycles all of his movements. You know, the one question I have is if you look back at his previous year's workouts, I mean, it's almost been, you know, eight or nine months. The only workout that he really did poorly on the last chance qualifier was the squat clean ladder with the legless rope climbs. And we can assume the squat cleans were not the issue. So looking at the last event, which I think is the most well-placed CrossFit mandated workout of all the semifinals so far, putting the legless rope climb workout last, it is a sprint. It's fun to watch as a final. And let's see where Phil is heading into that workout. And the questions will be answered then. Wow. I, that's, that's a, so, sorry, Taylor, uh, just to clarify, you're saying on June 5th, this workout that I see at 2.05 PM is the legless rope sprint event. Yeah. That's smart, huh? Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Are you yeah. telling me the Granite Games website has them in the wrong order? Yes, the website on for Grand Games is never in the right order. If you go on their Instagram, they have the Mother schedule fucker. laid out. And on the schedule, it has the names of the events. Hey, they're uh, taking right, a page what? out of the CrossFit Games website. So, hey, the, it may be the fifth event. It may be the sixth event. It may be. <laughs> the, thing about, the thing I want to mention, uh, JR, about Phil's last chance qualifier legless workout, and I just came across this tidbit of information, which – not to give Phil an excuse, but does make a big difference, is a, allegedly he used a nylon rope for his rope climbs in that workout, which is exponentially harder than the standard, you know, burlaps, burlap sack colored, you know, tan rope. You use a white fucking nylon rope. It's like a slip and slide. Um, you're referencing something he posted on his Instagram? No, no, I heard, I heard from uh, somebody that he, that when he did that workout and I don't know if his gym was like back in Nevada at that point in time, they have nylon ropes. A lot of gyms have like either the black or the white nylon ropes and doing, they're just slippery. Um, so doing a legless workout on them, a whole lot harder. Yeah. I mean, we've already mentioned the fact that the rope climbs are probably closer to 14 feet than 15 and Phil, I mean, Phil's a, he's a fellow hooper. I mean, the dude can jump out of the gym. I'm sure he can jump high enough to where he only needs two or three pulls to touch. So, I mean, I, I still think he's going to do well in that workout. Phil the hooper and he's young. He might be overtrained. Uh, Why do you I say that? Know. 
Well, because last year he on a podcast year. before that his his training age and his body's age are a lot different. You know, he played basketball growing up, and then I think he went into a deep powerlifting stint. And he's been on the show before talking about how his you know back and knees and everything are a little bit achier than the than the average twenty four year old. He's also way stronger than the average twenty four year old. It's a lot of yeah. You kind of take you take uh, yeah you take the take the good with the bad, buddy. <laughs> Sean, how did you know? Did Bergeron bang one of Hiller's ex-girlfriends or something? I know. I, I, it's exactly where I went. He's banged all of them. Just like Dick, he gets the seconds from all of them. Dick Butter, who asked JR to talk. I, I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> Go back to that overhead again, uh, um, Souza. Watch how the bar comes out of placement and he pushes it back. This fucking guy is strong. I mean, he's, he moves really well, too. Yeah, um, he was doing those lunges, and the bar started coming forward, and he shoved it back. He's got I great thought, overhead position. I, I thought it did, yeah. Wow. I thought it was you for a, a second. Freak so athlete. The only thing. I, he said, I thought that was you for a second. Oh, nothing. I just thought it was you for a second. Oh. The birds? No, that's you. You have birds at your house. Yeah, I've been muted. Only- I've been trying. The only thing I worry about um, with Phil is the two long workouts this weekend. Is I, I think obviously, also previously it seems that some of the longer workouts and some running have given him some issues. So we'll have to see if he's cleaned that up. But the guy is uh, super fit. So I'm pumped uh, bef- to watch him. Do we want to wait till Ben's on before we talk about the that there's two 25 minute events before we break down the programming a little bit, Taylor? I, well, is he guaranteed to come on? Because if not, no. this is some. All right, let's talk about it then. I, we got to okay. talk about this. Okay. So there's two 25 minute. Well, first, let's talk about Travis Mayer and then we'll do this. La, la, another big name. Is yep. Travis going? Yes. Yes. Done. Sorry, Travis. No airtime for you. Uh, Travis Mayer is going. The workouts so right are now we have, we, we're in consensus that Colton Mertens and Travis Mayer are going. Uh, I have Brent one, Chandler two, Phil three, Travis four, and then. Five is a toss-up for me between Colton and Tim Paulson. Wow. And and Sam is just too much of a wild card for me to depend on. But again, like I said, he could win it or he could place 20th. Jared doesn't have Colton on there at all. You have no, you have, he has no emotion. See, he, he was not going to be swayed by an emotional pick. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> you like that? So <laughs> all the emotion goes five. to his 10-month... Hey, is your 10-month-old baby like just right at your feet asleep? No, she's upstairs. Oh. All right. Uh, go ahead, Hiller. What are your top five athletes? We we see Brian put out his top five every week. Well, I want to know your top five athletes. Can, uh, can I, I see I, the list? Yeah, he's got Fikowski, Mayer, Chandler, Phil Toon, Tim Paulson. I want, I want to know who you got. I got Colton Mertens first place. He's Froning <laughs> Bailey. Colton Mertens in first, okay. Yeah, Rich Froning second. <laughs> hey, look who's here. Mr. Smith. Oh, entered, right on time. You've entered Let's the mix. Uh, ben, we got a question for you. We're right coming in hot. We're coming in hot. Um, what are we talking about? Welcome to the show, Ben. Down below, Ben, we have uh, J.R. Howell from CrossFit Crash. We have um, Hiller Fit. He's probably made a bad video oh, about oh. you. We have Taylor Self, <laughs> the one-time uh, man who dreamed of going to the games and got smashed by a pig. And uh, then myself. Have you looked at the events at uh, Granite Games, Ben? Is he frozen? I've been shown. Oh. Yes, I've, I've seen them. Uh, 
I haven't like no no. Uh, sorry, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we got you now. I probably should try to connect my. That's all right. Um, yeah. Caesar, will them. you bring up? Oh yeah. There you go, baby. Good job. Okay. L- let me, I'm going to go, I'm going to go through some of the notes here that uh, Mr. Self gave me. And, and I'm gonna, I I know you, have, it doesn't sound like you've looked at them closely and we're ambushing you, but um, we're very curious to hear your opinion. There's two events sub four for the men's field, the legless run and the something HSW. What's that stand for Taylor? This Hand workout on walk. the screen. Yeah. Handstand walk, Fran. Handstand walk okay. Fran. Three events. There's three events with running, two of which include shuttle runs, two events with 25 minute time cap or greater. That's what I'm really curious about. What do you think about that? No handstand push ups, no sandbag. Three events with a chipper format. Uh, we'll start with you, Ben. What do you think about having two events at the 25 minute um, time cap? Uh, I guess I don't really see a problem with is it is everybody going to get close to that cap or is it going to be like some people are finishing at 18 minutes you know what i mean like because if one of the workouts is like 17 or 18 minutes and the other one's a full 25 i think they're different workouts you know different time domains really yeah i think event three is actually has a longer time cap because of that chunk of 30 ring muscle ups because it's the same for the females oh that Um, chipper i did see that I thought the I thought the run workout was the one with 27 minutes, and the Minnesota mashup was 25. Which Taylor, I you are correct. The muscle up one is yeah. shorter. Yeah. I thought, and I thought that workout though is probably been to what you said is is for a lot of the guys probably going to be a little under 20. Matt, scroll up to the workouts, please. Uh, th- events, th- the chipper ones. There we go. There you go. I think that one for guys is probably sub 20. Yeah, I think you'll get a big separation in the field in that one. Can we talk about how pointless those dumbbell cleaning jerks are at the end? And they're just doing it to make the workout look pretty for no reason. Ben's laughing. He knows. 70 pounds, and they have to move it forward every oh, two yeah. reps. Every two reps? Like, yeah, I, I just read that on the, the, the website, which is in the wrong order. Wow. That doesn't make any well, sense. Well, in the past, that they've make... done things like that. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. In ben. the past, they've done things like that where they like to end on a uh, an implement or a movement, you know, that's challenging to finish or whatever. Like they did that with a like a sandbag sprint where you had to move the sandbag. It was like a bike sprint, burpees, and then a sandbag where you had to move it every two or four or whatever it was. Um, like Dave did that a lot with like a movement at the finish line where you had to finish. But in this chipper, it doesn't really what make any sense to have a freaking 70 pound dumbbell. Like that, yeah, if it was a 150 pound dumbbell, I would understand. But a 70 pound dumbbell for men, every in every two right. reps, you have to move forward. It, that doesn't even make sense. I'm pretty sure the year Ben we, won the games, they had a 100 pound dumbbell squat snatch on the final and they had to move forward every two reps. Is that right, Ben? Do you remember? Didn't Spencer Hendel win that event? No, it's pedal to the metal. I don't know that it was. Was it a squat snatch? Yeah, there was the, ben knows the, that one of the pedal to the metal ones. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they need yeah, to make a hundred pound dumbbell. Snatch. Easy. I think the jerks might be double dumbbell also. Not that it not they are still, yeah. Double dumbbell. They should be two double dumbbell one hundred pound dumbbells. Yeah. Agreed. And what do you think about the twenty pound ball? Do you think it should be a thirty? Fifty. In that workout, probably I don't think it needs to be. Yeah, okay. fifty. <laughs> no, I don't think it needs to be uh, a thirty pound wall ball in that workout. If you're going to not change anything yeah. about that workout, like if you're going to just keep the workout and, you know. 
I know JR and I were talking about how it's essentially 150 wall balls and then the GHD setup. So I think that the workout would have been cleaner if it were just 200 double under the wall balls, the muscle ups, and then that's it. That's the whole workout. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually curious that's to hear what Ben thinks there. about like about movement redundancy on back to back movements. So going from 20 wall balls to 40 single arm dumbbell overhead squats to 30 wall balls. The only time I can really remember that happening, and this is digging deep into the past is the wall ball hang squat snatch workout at the games one year. Oh, and wow. Then also and, in, and then also, I think in chaos, they went from pistol to dumbbell overhead squat in, in chaos. That's the only time I can really remember that sort of movement redundancy back to back. What do you think about stuff like that? Yeah, that is true. I don't, and I know that Dave changed that 30 and 30 workout like on the fly because I think he had planned for five rounds and I think he, it was just going to crush people because they had so much volume in that first day of games. Um, I was thankful that I got cut before that. So I didn't have to do that workout. Cause I don't think I would have made it through that workout. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't, they haven't done something like that. The movement, the workouts have always been much simpler than this chipper. Hmm. You're telling me they changed a workout on the fly at the CrossFit games. They, they can do that. Like they, 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 they could have cut a rope. They could do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. All the time. That's all. That's all. <laughs> ben, I got a question for you. This is, this is off subject a little bit. Um, is what happens? What do you think Ben uh, Fikowski's feeling at 220 pounds, six, 10, 31 years old? Is he, is he feeling his age? Is he feeling his age? I don't know. He looks pretty yeah. good. How old are you? I mean, I'm just turned 32. Okay. Are you feeling your age? Sometimes. And and do you think that the athlete? Do you think that the that there's been an um? And before you came on, I was talking about there's sort of been an evolution that things are moving faster and faster and faster. Basically, the transit there's there's not this movement and then that movement and then that movement. It's kind of just like swimming now. There the, the the pace people that we're we're getting better pacers in the game with um faster paces. And then it, it, I think that's the nuance that's finally making it a sport that someone just can't come into the gym who's super strong and and do and be the games athlete and a hap happen chance in one event. And I, and I don't think that Fikowski's keeping up with that. Like when you see someone like Saxon or Colton Mertens. Sorry, can like you Hiller, finish that last part of the sentence? Hiller rolled his eyes at me. I just think that the newer athletes were seeing a faster transition time, faster paces. And, and I think the game has changed. I think the nuance uh, and, and the, there's nuance and innovation in between, in between movements, faster pace, faster transitions. And they don't even see these things as like separate, separate movements almost. And, and I think we saw that from Saxon last, uh, last week. Yeah. I mean, the kind of like what we used to see with Fran, I guess you talked about that. Say that again. Sorry, go ahead. I, I think we're on a lag here, so I'm kind of catching you late. Hiller loves it. Uh, Hiller said you spoke about that with, in regards to Fran, just basically the evolution of Fran. It used to be just do Fran, then pull the bar down, then butterfly pull-ups, and they just become a faster and faster. There just keeps becoming innovation and movements. What I said was that he speaks about the limiters within the workout. So some workouts, there's things that get in the way, and present day, there isn't I got I got to be right back. I'm sorry. 
Couch. Couch. It's, so he's saying he's saying that what Ben was talking about in his podcast is that there used to be things in workouts within workouts that forced rest or forced some sort of pacing or forced some sort of strategy. And now it just seems like they're the difficulty or the skill or the evolution or progression and movements has kind of stopped. And now it's just who has the best metabolic conditioning or who has the best two K row. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. It's, it seems like it's going that way. And I think it kind of, you know, maybe some of the events went that way where they went a little bit shorter and it was a little bit more about work capacity because it put on like a better show. They wanted to see athletes closer together or something like that. But I still think you can, I still think you can add in the skills the right way and make the, the workouts competitive and fun to watch. Yes, Ashley, I did. Yes. <laughs> uh, shall we, shall we pull up the women's field? Are you excited to watch this, Ben? Do you watch the semifinals? Uh, I'll watch some, I'll watch some of the events, probably like the final heat, um, of the men's for sure. And I'll watch cause Danny's been training here a while. So I'll watch Danny go too. And and so do you have that all planned out? Can, um, where you'll, you're like, okay, this, uh, this heat will go at this time and you'll stop whatever you're doing, stop doing cleans in front of the fridge and come and come to the TV. No, no, I, I barely caught you, but I will just watch it at the end of the day. Probably I'll just scroll back through the live stream. Where are you? What's wrong with your connection? What state are you in? Are you in America? I don't know. I'm I'm on Wi-Fi. I'm at the gym. It said I shouldn't be on Wi-Fi. I don't know. I'm not very computer savvy. I just I'm on here. All right, you're a good dude. We'll take it. We'll take it. How about when I do a full length podcast with you? Are you gonna have a better connection? I can try. You're a good dude. You're a good dude. <laughs> Uh, can we, uh, Susie, can we look at the women's list? We'll pick, we'll pick our winners for the granite games for the women. Can you pick honestly, Ben, or is there too much emotion? Well, I don't really know anybody else. Who else do I know? I know fee. Is she competing? Yeah, she is. You know, Mal O'Brien and Amanda Barnhart. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I've met them. Hey, was um, is is Laura a staple at uh, CrossFit Krypton? She should be coming back soon. Hopefully, <laughs> we don't know. She just shows. She just shows up. Um, and what it what is that? What is that like training with her? She is. She just looks amazing. I mean, we get so little access to her, but when we do see her compete, it's just savage. Is is it like that? Yeah, she's, you just- she's very focused, and yeah, that's pretty much what how she is training too. So she has a lot of fun though too. So we have a good time. Is she compete when she trains there? Is she competing with you or with other girls who who are training partners, boys or girls? Whoever's there, anybody yeah. that can. I'm, I try to. She asked me if I was going to train with her for the games this year, and last year it was it was pretty rough. And I was like, I will do the best that I can, but I don't know about all of it. I'll have to, you know, tag somebody else in. Why has she come out to you? What what is what is she seeing you that that makes her want to come to Krypton? Uh, you probably have to ask her. I think she enjoys it here. I think she has fun. I think there's, I think there's, uh, I, there's people around her to, to push her, but it's like the right amount of it. It's just kind of seems we seem to all just get along. So it's a good fit. We believe in her. Who are we talking about? Laura Horvat. Okay. There's two girls over there, you know, that are competing this weekend, right? Who's the other? Oh yeah. Danny. 
Danny Spiegel, yeah. Oh, this is a good question in the comment section. Uh, do Laura and Danny get along? Ben? <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they, <don't. laughs> awesome. they do work out together. There isn't like an alpha female thing, like the Frazier Froning thing we all heard about. Everyone behaves around Ben. No one's, no <laughs> one's going to misbehave around Ben. Or else. Yeah. When you got someone like him in there. Ben, are you still having um, uh, g- games aspirations? What, what are you doing? What am I doing? I don't know. I feel like that there was a moment at the regionals where I'm like, this is my last one. So, you know, I had that kind of like emotional moment there for me. And yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. But but like this year when you were when you were um, competing, you, you're not putting a lot of pressure on yourself. What do you mean this year at regionals? Yeah, just in general. Yeah, in general, like as as you do the no, open, I mean, I, as you. Yeah, no, I, I I knew going to the open, I was like, all right, I'll qualify for the quarters, and then the quarters was the quarters went really well, um, and then the uh, and I was feeling pretty good, and then I was like, all right, let's you know, hammer it hard, see what we can do for the the semis, and the workouts came out. And I'm gonna be honest. I saw the workouts, and I didn't even want to compete anymore. Like it just, it just like I just, just like took all that inflated me completely. Is, is that um, ever again statement, or is that just that competition? No, for that competition, because I knew how I was gonna finish. You could, I could just tell from the events, uh, you know. And uh, I wasn't too excited about them, but I, I was happy with how I went through the weekend. Mindset was good through each event. I, I, I did better as the weekend went on, which, which I was. That was a win for me is take what you can get, you know. I asked so you a question. You, Sorry. Let me just ask this real quick. Ben, when you see a whole slew of workouts like that come out and you say, hey, I know I'm gonna how I'm going to do, and it takes the air out of your sail, is it, fuck that guy, he fucked the programming up, or is it, I have to go back to the lab, and next year I have to be, be ready for this? Well, that's what it was for me a couple years ago. And I kind of switched, I switched a lot. So I think in 2016, 2017, the programming changed a little bit at the games and it was started to become more of that power output stuff, the shorter, faster sprints that I wasn't as good at that stuff. And there was a lot of more, a lot more machines at stuff like the, you know, leading up into the games. And I wasn't, I've never been good at that, still not. And I've worked on it so much that a lot of my other skills and a lot of my other strength went way down noticeably, you know, like even my work capacity and stuff. So I did that multiple times and that's what I usually do every year. But like this year, it's kind of like, I don't know which direction the sport's going. I don't know, you know, what I'm supposed to be training for specifically because you have to have something that you're shooting for and you have to have, you know, a a plan of development towards certain skills. And if they're not even going to test the skills at the, the regional or the semifinal level, it's like, I, I don't know what I'm going to get. So not really much pressure on me for this year. Do you think the skiergs is a stupid implement? <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not stupid, but uh, sometimes the way they yeah, put it into work, that's stupid. I think it's fucking complete horseshit. Yeah, but it's because you like to look at the athletes, not because it's actually stupid. I mean, ben, uh, I, go ahead, Taylor. I was gonna. Ask, I was gonna say, Ben, the the post you made about that. I just had this thought earlier today. Um, and me and JR have talked about how the legless run shuttle run workout seemed to be a lazy progression from the quarterfinals shuttle run rope climb test. And you mentioned, you made this post about the peg, you know, implementing the pegboard in that 10 rounder. Do you think that might be their plan in terms of progression of a progression? And we, and we'll see that at the games, that kind of same workout with a pegboard instead. 
And if you do think we'll see out of the games, do you think that's too easy for a games test? Um, I don't think it would be too easy for a games test. I think it'd be fun to watch. But I think what what needs to happen is those types of implements need to work their way down from the games level to the regional level. Like movements work their way down from the regional level to the open as time goes on. And like that just seems like a natural progression. Um, like the, if you're just racing in a workout like the Legos Rope Climb, if they say the key is to go fast down the rope, like that doesn't make any sense at all. Nobody practices falling off a rope. Like it's, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just mind blowing to me. But anyways, yeah, per, pegboard seemed like a natural progression for that. So it, I, I think it'd be a good games test, but they need to test it at the regional level. They can't yeah. just test it at the games level. You're going to get a different field of athletes. Yeah. yeah and it and seems it's, like, yeah, you know, and it seems like, you know, 2018, arguably some people will say, the most well-rounded first three events they could possibly have, even though they were kind of all single modality, right? You had the triple threes and then you had Linda and then you had the handstand ramp pistol ring muscle up workout. So in all three triplets, you kind of test everything and yeah, there's no mixed modality, but you still have that skill to offset the endurance, which offsets the strength and you know, all that kind of stuff. My question is always, if we're continuing to push the envelope of strength and we're doing expressing strength in different ways so we're doing the 10 8 6 4 2 ladder and then one year we're doing the max hang snatch into max handstand walk and then we're doing complexes why are we why are we hesitant to put pegboard ramp um harder gymnastics movements like you're saying the trickle down effect mm -hmm. why aren't we putting those in the semifinal regional level every year to make sure that before people get to the games, when they have to do an obstacle course, that's far more difficult that we know that they're actually skilled in that modality. Yeah. Here's a good example. Uh, you don't see like Cody Anderson and Chris Beeler competing anymore. They got kind of, you know, booted out from the, the strength side of things because you can see the programming has been skewed towards heavier athletes or people that can just put out, power on a bike or something like that they need to test the gymnastics just like they need to test the strength and they're not doing it and the skier ain't gonna do any of that shit hey motherfucker <laughs> i'm gonna leave the skier again but, but <laughs> i'm telling you do you get rid of that tool is not benefiting and helping us pick the fittest man alive or the process building up to it it's something that your old mom should have in her garage so that she can get a sweat on that's it there's no uh, tell me different tell me tell me tell me how what i mean it looks like I mean, a fucking medical device. I mean, it's no, no different than, sponsorship, it's no, no concept two sponsorship. Yeah, no, we'll have the rower. I'm okay with the rower and the bike. I'm okay with the rower and the bike. It's equally as boring to watch. Right. Yeah, it is. Right. Um, it, it, I would even, I would even take Generally, the first Generally, you're good at one of them. You're good at all of them. Oh, serious? Yeah, you, it is like I, that? I keep hearing you say that, but I think there's a little bit of a difference, no? There's Between definitely the a little bit of a difference. Like, I'm way better on the rower than I am on any other machine, but generally speaking if you're 220 pounds you're gonna beat a guy that's 185 pounds almost okay any it, yes can't argue with that one ben and no one, no your... one ever says hopper's good at the skier it's always like hopper's good at the machines uh, on your uh youtube podcast what do you call that thing is that a podcast is it also on apple or is that just on youtube yeah yeah we got it on apple and spotify but we haven't figured out how to put the just audio since we've been doing the live versions Okay, so I was in the live chat and I asked you a question about your fitness level today compared to your fitness level, say 2017, 2018. And you talked about it a little bit, but I wanted to bring it up on here again, that you were the fittest man on earth in 2015 
And you said that present day, you are currently fitter, the fittest version of yourself right now. And if the programming was written to the extent and degree that it should be written, you would figure that 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 progression of you should then resemble that you should be at the bare minimum qualifying for the games. And you ended up taking what 11th or 13th last weekend. So I, I almost use mm-hmm. you as the litmus test to say, Hey, the programming is good based upon yep. your finish at an event. So you agree with that, right? You say, again, you're going to second to say that you're the fittest you've ever been. And that, that might be kind of a correlate or should be a correlate. Yeah, I don't like, you know, what ifs kind of thing because, you know, I didn't qualify for the games and there's clearly a hole in, you know, whatever you should be able to perform at whatever comes out. And there was clearly a hole in my game, but that hole has always been there and it's been tested every year. And you can go back and look at my past performances and the performances that I haven't done as good at were the ones that were very much like this, where they were just pure work capacity and the movement and the workouts that have had the combination of work capacity and skill and strength. I've done very well at, um, there hasn't been many things where I'm just like head and shoulders above everybody else. That's just never been the case. I'm not that kind of athlete. Um, but yeah, I think I'm fitter than I was back then for sure. I've, I'm still the fittest version of myself. I know that without a doubt. Um, but yeah, I would just, I would have loved the workouts to have come out differently, but I can't control that. Wow. You are the fittest version of yourself. I think so. Yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely. 2015 so yeah it's so hard to compare to but all i can do is i i log all my workouts and i've tracked everything and i i was training for these you know last what last year and for this year and i would repeat workouts and i would repeat workouts over and over and i would just smash my times from 2015 so it's like in training you know end of the week i'm tired maybe i have a time to beat and i can beat it but i would beat it by a lot so you know there's a lot of workouts where i'm much better than i was in the past and you know the field has gotten a lot better too. So it's not just me. Ben, CrossFit's what pretty are, cool. What, what are these, uh, what are these young athletes, um, who, who are popping up on the scene? What are they, what are they thinking? What's James Sprague going through? Are, are they James Sprague, Mal O'Brien? Like, like what kind of pressure is she going to feel this weekend? Everyone expects her to win. This is what is this only her second, second season? No, she did the team. Yeah. I feel in what you're a couple saying. years. Uh, yeah, what's going on with them? You know, we saw Haley Adams do it. And now she's like, a, she's turned into like a full woman with confidence and like, she, you know, she just handles her own. But are these other kids, are they freaking out? Did you freak out when you came on the scene? Uh, no, I don't know what you mean by came on the scene. I finished third one year and maybe that was when I, that was when people started looking, but um, I don't came, feel I like, mean, you I came, like you're, how old were you your first CrossFit Games? 19? 19. Okay. And what year was that? 2009. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So first year Annie was there too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, the pressure was, there's the pressure that I placed on myself. I didn't have other people on social media, like predicting how I was going to finish, you know, and everybody talking about how I'm training and what I'm posting online and this, that, and the other, like, it was just, I want, I was there for me to do what I wanted to do because I saw the test of the CrossFit games and I wanted to go perform at that test to see how I stacked up. You know, and that was what I wanted to do. And it was very self-motivated. Like I was very self-motivated in that way. I guess if you really pay attention to it, it's probably a lot of pressure. If you have people predicting that you're going to, you know, crush all of these events and, and, and whatnot, but you know, it's up to the athlete, whether or not they want to pay attention to all that stuff. If you wanted to give advice to these, to these youngins coming up, what, what advice would you give them? 
What advice would you give 19-year-old Ben? What advice would I give me? Get a bigger fridge. I mean, it's a different time period. Yeah. It's a different it's a different time period. Like it's a different sport. It's a different uh culture around the whole thing. Like the the community's a little bit different. Uh the people that are watching are different. It's it's hard to compare the two. I don't like social media. Oh, you don't? So- you don't you don't like and what don't you like about it? Um, I think that the athletes should get attention when they go to the games and they perform well. Yeah. And there's a lot of speculation. And the speculation doesn't really do anybody any good. And it's uh it's fun to do and people make, you know, they make their living speculating on things. But uh I think like as an athlete, you should try to ignore that as much as you possibly can and go do what you need to do. I agree, hundred percent. You should ignore it, unless it's coming the, from Hiller. The comment section has all these people who are saying the game was different when Ben Smith started. Everyone's like, it was different in two thousand nine. It was different in two thousand fifteen. The field's gotten so much better, and I guarantee you, those are the same freaking people that are saying if Froning wouldn't competed, he'd win the games. It's like, how can you say that he's the fittest version of himself will win the games, but Ben Smith isn't the fittest version of himself and can still qualify for the games? You can't say the same thing. It's like you can't say one thing and not the other thing. So I'm just I'm just frustrated that Smith isn't at, Ben isn't at the games, and I'm frustrated because the programming is crappy and that's all. I, I was listening. I'm going to jump to the end here, um, and then we can come back. I was listening to um, uh, the podcast with uh, the Morning Chaga podcast, Tommy, Brian, Patrick, and Lauren, and they said something about two athletes are going straight to the last chance qualifiers because of travel issues. I didn't catch the names of who they were. Uh, Hamza Tarefi and Dennis Samsonoff. Yep. Okay. Uh, oh, and Dennis Samsonoff, that's the fittest wizard, right? That's or your guy, fit- man. That's your fave. Yeah. Um, well, do, do we like this, uh, JR? Is this, is this a nice thing? Do we? I mean, I've heard nothing but really good things about both of those athletes and how fit they are. Um, I, I think someone has brought it up in one of the podcasts I've listened to about the ability for the athletes to trade due to restrictions like that. Right. Like if Taylor gets sent to syndicate and I get sent to Atlas games, but Taylor lives in Minnesota and we can say, Hey dude, you want to switch so you can be closer and I can be closer to home. And if they say cool, then they do it. Now then you run into the huge problem of having a really, really, really stacked semifinal. And then maybe one that doesn't have as equally uh, diverse um, talent levels. But, you know, I, I think that's something that, Hopefully they won't have to deal with moving forward, but this year may have still been a good idea. It, it's it's also less um it's less damage to their body, isn't it? Or is that irrelevant? Because if they just go to last chance qualifier, they didn't have to deal with the semifinals. Less less wear and tear on the body. Doesn't matter. What do you think, Ben? <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. It's interesting. Uh, do, do you did you know that the, there were two people doing that, going straight to the last chance qualifier? Uh, I heard uh, Krennikov was. I didn't know about. But he's not actually. Um, but he's not actually. No. No, it's a uh, it's it, Krennikov and um, Alexander. Help me, someone. The Russian Krennikov and Alexander, and Alexander Illin are, are are competing at Far East. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be they'll be starting in a few hours. Actually. No shit. Yep. With the best events we've ever seen. 
Serious? Uh, no. No, they are oh. so oh. bad. The Far oh. East programming is dog shit. Okay, Be- before we before we before we lose Ben, I w- let's talk about that really quick. Tell me what's wrong with the Far East program. Where is the Far East? That's in Korea. Korea, yeah. Okay, um, South Korea. Yeah, South <laughs> North. <laughs> um, uh, so let's go. Let's go there. Let's look at their programming. The the first triplet, the row calorie ring muscle up hang snatch is not that's not the worst in the world. It's that's a you know, that's classic CrossFit. I think if anything, make the snatch a squat snatch or make the power a little bit heavier. Um, but it's a good workout. That's a triplet, you'll see separation. Guys are gonna go really fast. It's just a short workout. Okay, but uh, all right. Since that's gonna be really about hard. this. Yeah, get it. Since we were going to be talking about this, you know, before, let's look at this workout and let's agree on something. Other than catching really high on a muscle up and dropping straight down and barely kipping, everyone's doing nine at the same speed. Yeah. On the hang snatches, unless some people are muscle snatching and going a little bit faster, there isn't going to be any separation on the hang snatches. So unless grip is the limiter somewhere for some athletes, it's going to be strongly dependent on how hard they can do the 18 calories which is just 54 calories of work. So when you have a workout like this, I mean, that 12 minute cap is gonna get obliterated. And then you have the legless workout that is separated by very small margins. So kind of to Ben's point and everything, where, where is the separation happening? I mean, what do Are you, you taking into consideration that it's a weaker talent pool out there? Oh, Not when someone matter. like Roman is out there. Right, yeah, that doesn't be, matter. This is the Roman Krennikoff event. This? This three-round workout is no joke. Like, I think it's going to crush people. <laughs> how, how do you figure? I think that's way grippier than you think. I've, I've done yeah, muscle-up hang snatch couplets and just 30 reps, like just 30 and 30, and it's it's hard. <laughs> so like, it's you're going to be see people failing muscle-ups on the third round. We need Ben on yeah. more often. Well, well, you saw you saw people failing muscle ups in the quarterfinals triplet, and that didn't have any grip involved. It was just all hip flexors. I agree with Ben. I think that workout is a good triplet. It's and it's way it's de- it's deceiving. Okay, all right, it all is. Right. All right, good, Taylor. Okay, now go to the final, and you <laughs> tell me if grip is the limiter and grip is what we're testing. Are we testing the exact same thing in the final? Susan, yeah. can we get I to the last? Of that? I know, I know what he's doing. That here. is my point. That's why. I <laughs> yep. said that. All right, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's the same exact thing. I mean, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Fifty double deadlift, uh, fifty double dumbbell deadlifts, a hundred foot double dumbbell walking lunges, hundred foot farmer carry. It's like ah, uh, that's gonna be talk about boring to watch. Come on, man, the final. I don't know. Couldn't there be a race at the end there with the with we'll the see. farmers carry? I thought yeah, it was pretty good. Here's the deal. Oh, but, walking but, but that was a great event at the games that one year where they were heavy, carrying the heavy kettlebells, the 200-pound kettlebells or whatever, and they were and they were walking. And, pe- and you're wondering, is so-and-so going to put it down? Is so-and-so going to put it down? I found that compelling as a fan. Well, and here's the deal. That workout on its own is, is cool, and it will be fun to watch. But someone has alluded to it in the past, and I, you know, I think it was when Scott was on. What are, what are we testing here? Okay, we're testing grip. Should we be doing it again in a 9- to 10-minute workout? That's a great and, point, yeah. especially and since Ben event. went straight there, especially since with the last one, that's exactly where Ben went. Just grip. In a six event, in a six event test, yeah, that's, that ain't pretty. 
there usually is a grip limited workout. And someone in the comments just said, why the fuck are they testing grip and not fitness? And that's almost the entire thing is that all they seem to be testing is like, how hard can you push within these different time domains? And that's what Ben keeps on saying is that there's a 10 minute workout. There's a 25 minute workout and there's almost no limiter. And in, I think that having a grip limited test is an okay idea. There could be like For a sure. core limited test. There can be a squat endurance limited test and that will be your limiter. The issue here is that there's two of them. Yeah. Can we see and, event five? And, and for a lot of the female athletes, that's exactly what the legless road climb is going to do too. Yeah, right. that's a good point. So this is this will be the workout that they'll do in the morning before they get to that grip. I know the problem is that there's two grip tests, but they will be fully recovered from day one, more or less, right? Their grip by the time they come to it. What are you testing in this workout? <laughs> this one, five. And the, and the yeah. Far East Chipper. Yeah, that's. I mean, look, the the two workouts, the far, first one and the one that ends with the five, four, three, two, one snatches. Those aren't bad, and I can see those playing out as good good events. But this one, I'm like, what are you testing? It's, yeah, there's so not enough 1200 meter run and some shit around it. <laughs> that's right. We yeah. should, definitely shouldn't be having kipping handstand pushups in regional level competition. Agreed. Uh, tell Unless me why. Why, why do you? That's, why do you say that? Unless it's paired, like, remember that one uh, regional workout where it was like you had to do double unders and then it was 50 kipping handstand pushups, then it was toes to bar, then it was axle shouldered overhead, and then a front rack axle lunge. Something like that would be that was fine because the handstand pushups they they definitely separated some, but it really played in. It we were only in there to play into the end of the workout with the shouldered overhead, and that's kind of what he was testing. The the but uh, sorry, maybe I'm not following you, but it doesn't say that these handstand pushups are kipping. It just says regular handstand pushups. That's the point. I mean, I guess they could be pulling some sort of you know the classic Dave tactic where it just says handstand pushups and you don't know what variation it is. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's safe to assume that she's kipping in the video, so it's a it's a normal handstand pushup. But even if you make those forty parallel handstand pushups, that's still silly. Yeah, I agree. And why? Sorry, Ben, I'm I'm, I'm not following you. Why at the regional level not do those? It's too many. Um, you get six tests, and I think you need to test you need to test that strict handstand pushup or some sort of there needs to be that skill in there, that level of skill and strength. Okay, I sorry, know, I understand. Okay, I understand. I want to know who wrote this, who's writing these, and what gives them the qualifications to do so. That's, I mean, I want answers to everything, Savan, you know. We talked about it earlier. We need answers. Do you have insight like, into that, Ben? Do you have insight into who makes these workouts? No, but I know well, CrossFit said they okayed them, right? Whatever that means. Yep. Put their stamp yeah, why can't Ben Smith write these workouts? So he's competing. <laughs> I, I do like that too. I do like that there seems to be like a sort of a Louis Vuitton um, element to it to say the Far East workout brought to you by Ben Smith, the Far East workout brought to you by Josh Bridges, the Far East workout brought to you by Dave Castro. I mean, wh why not have, um, why not have these signature? It, it's cool, right? They should. They, it would have been a bad this, idea, but it's not. Yeah. Go ahead. No, Ben, go. Uh, yeah, Ben, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, there. I, I wouldn't really see anything wrong with that, but I think that the key is you have to really trust the people that are doing the programming, and you have to, like, as athletes and as spectators, and for CrossFit HQ, like, they should really care about who's doing their programming because I, you know, I think that if they put on the best test possible, then they're going to, 
also bring in the most the most attendance, the most people watching, the most athletes that want to do it because that's what you know brought me into the sport was the test. Yeah, but- and uh, I think they should really focus on that. So it's like, yeah, they could get people together to make these tests. They could do that, but you need to be able to you need to be know who's doing the tests, who's writing them, and and that the, you trust them. Yeah, it's pretty intuitive to look at an event like this. I, I'm sure for someone like you, maybe not for everyone, but at least for me, it's pretty intuitive to look at it and be like, damn, that's fucking cool. I want to go do that. Or, wow, that's stupid. And I think the one thing to point to is we know that, that we know from, from several people that CrossFit basically gave these semifinals some bumpers, but that no real movements or implements were off limits. They kind of had carte blanche there. And, you know, you just have that example with people doing some events doing swimming. So you could do whatever you wanted movement wise. And the fact that there's not any, like there's not a pegboard or there's not, uh, like Granite Games had the flip sled as a sponsor and they're not even going to use it to flip it. Damn. The fact that the fact that these semifinals have this vanilla, I, I, that right there is like evidence to me enough that they don't really have any qualification. They don't have any creativity. They're not. What do you mean vanilla? Before. What do you mean? What's van- what do you mean vanilla? Uh, well, well, we know in the, at least the Granite Games workout, they're pushing the sled. So if if flip sled is their sponsor, then they're just gonna push the fucking flip sled. Come on, man. You're That's telling vanilla. me Colton created a flip sled and they're not even gonna use one? Yeah, for nothing, brother. Well, he, they're gonna have to push it. Ben, help me out here. Andrew, so. If this is a multiple choice question, you're saying what is this workout testing? I don't under I don't understand. You're seeing something I don't see. Like, so what are some possible answers for what you like to see in a workout? Like, is this testing strength? Is this ch- testing metabolic capacity? Is this testing gymnastics? Like, what are you referencing? I've- yeah, I, I gave a really good example. I looked like go back and if you watch the last podcast we just did, it was all about the 2000. Don't be plugging your shit on here. Don't be plugging. No, hey, no, no. Hey. He's, he's lying. He wants you to plug. I'm, I'm doing it so that you can go back and you can see exactly what I was talking about. And this, I answer some of those questions. Go back and look at the 2016 test, you know, and uh, and look at the different events, and you can see clearly what they're testing and how they're they're spread out. They're varied, and but they all have this background of work capacity at the right level. Like it's not, it's not all or nothing. Like it's not all skill and it's not all just general work capacity. There's a good combination of both. And that's the only thing that really, you know, one of the things that CrossFit does differently than all these other sports is that you have to have this work capacity, but you also have to have all of these skills and you have to correctly put those two together into a test. And you have to have all of the tests come together. Like all six events come together to make one good test it can't just be random six events uh which, which video is it for people who want to dig in the 920 recent- views should have about 9020 views this one why this one right here yeah why yeah. semifinals needs fixed and how to fix it something you that brought my up best on there ben. clickbait title well, well done well done <laughs> hey i'll send you some clickbait ideas <laughs> Give, I, put it, like I put it in seconds. the comments. I put it in the chat. No one leave now. Go go later on when you're taking a shit. Thank you. Yeah. So, Ben, something you brought <laughs> up in there that I thought was really awesome was that – so I competed in that regional. It's the one I did individual. And you said that present day, you could take a lot of those workouts with the exception of the finale and plug them in present day. And that's something that I brought up in a video that I just made with the reverse handstand walking friends. Like, one, they tried to get cute with it. And – Two, like no one's ever going to go ahead and hey, say, hey, guys, let's go do reverse handstand walking friend. It's like something no one's ever going to say. But when you look at event two here, which is regional Nate, everybody can say, hey, let's go do a regional Nate. And it's going to be a workout that withstands the test of time. 
And that's something that you said. And on event seven, just up the weight on the thrusters a little bit. And they're going to remain awesome workouts. Mm-hmm. You could copy and paste this regional and just have everybody do this every year and you'd probably be okay. Damn, they should. Like that's what the uh, FF something was done to do with the uh, the the head of the people who are trying to make it an Olympic sanctioned sport. They were trying to get these standardized tests. And this is an awesome, which is what you said, set of tests. Yeah. I mean, just look at it. It's not the same thing. It's not the same sport as 2022. It's completely different. Remember those 405 deadlifts? There was people who couldn't do them at that point in time. It was just like, that's the idea. There should be something there where you can't do it. The the strict muscle-ups, that was my best movement. I remember everyone's like, look at that guy doing them. And then there's people in the lane right next to me cheering me on during the middle of the workout because they couldn't do it and they knew they couldn't do it. And then today it's like, all right, everyone go do some line facing burpees and everyone's trying to figure out who can do line facing burpees, sled push, freaking echo bike as fast as they can. It's just stupid. Yeah. And what happens when you put in those skills is that you force the field of athletes that are coming up next year to practice those skills and get better at them. And Dave was so good at that. He would always throw out things in the open or the regional level or even the games where you watching as a spectator, but you're also an athlete say to yourself, you have to learn that for next year. You have to get better at swimming. You have to get better at strict muscle-ups. You have to be able to do strict handstand push-ups after strict muscle-ups, something like that. There's three and a half workouts right there limited by something, and the something is always something different. And then there's two workouts there that are meant to be pushed, and there's one workout there that's separated by a minute, so you're testing capacity. It's just awesome. I thought 2018 was also similarly a really, really good good regional i love 2018 but but i came into the sport in 2017 so it was guys i love the programming talk i think we killed it uh we should move back over let's get through at least the females over at uh granite Granite. games yeah but that was good that's the best programming talk we've had i'll give uh uh mr ben smith the credit for that thanks ben ben i've got that book by the way did you have to go to college to get that book or did you just buy it the essentials Uh, no i had a friend give it to me after he took the course had him, what's that look like you had him give it to you hey give me your lunch no money no, no. And I, that a book. friend gave it to me after he oh, took oh, it oh okay i liked it better the first way you phrased it yeah yeah yeah. i'm sweating from that by the way i was just got so angry <laughs> uh let, let's talk about some of the people um uh who were not sure if they're gonna make it what is fee is fee sagafi taylor uh is, is fee sagafi going to the crossfit games this year I think Fee is one that's in hot contention. I, uh, do you want my five or? Yeah, five, 235 pounds. Can. Can she? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, Mal's going. Amanda Barnhart's going. I believe Emily Rolfe is going. And I think the other three that are really, really kind of in that conversation are Danny Spiegel, Sidney Wells, and Fee Sagafi. And the reason I say Sydney just because look at what a few months of proven did for Saxon. Um, and I'm sure she's improved her high skill stuff since last year. She's got a massive motor, right? How can you not put uh, Danny Spiegel on there? Aren't those all four of those spots kind of taken Mal, Amanda, Emily, and Danny. When you look at the workouts, you might change your mind. Yeah. The, the long workouts are the only ones I look at and I'm like, Ben's going to hate this because I'm sitting here speculating and I don't really know shit about her other than what's in the past but typically the longer workouts with running have given her an issue so we'll see but she's extremely fit so so five five six one sixty eight versus what fee sagafi's driving is five two one thirty five and you put a bunch of running in there and and 
Three, three yeah, running. So Danny, Wait, Danny's you know, probably going to win. Go, JR. Sorry. You know, to that point, you know, with the three workouts with running, if I look at someone like Danny, one of them, I know it's actually set up as an upper back chipper, but it's it's almost a triplet. You know, the one with the snatches, the shuttle run, and the chest of bar. I would say that, you know, it, of any athlete that can be really, really aggressive on the barbell and possibly make up for the shuttle runs, it's going to be Danny and go and touch and go. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I, I stole this from the morning chalk up crew. Also, uh, they were talking about, um, Chloe Wilson. And, and if I, if I heard it right, um, they were suggesting that she might be the strongest cat in the group. Do we, do we know about her? Can we click on her? Wow. Stronger than Danny. I think Danny probably wins two workouts. I think she potentially could win the strength and also the handstand walk thruster workout should be really good for her. What yeah, happens when win we, that one? What happens when we Google her, Susa? Chloe, are you, let's, let's see if uh, we can see something in YouTube. Do you guys, and you guys see, I thought, I thought they said last year she beat Danny at the, um, at the lifting event. That's a cool That's hat a, she's wearing. That's all I know about her. Oh, it's a fire hat. So she, she's a, she's a firewoman. If you guys were in a burning building and a firefighter came in, would you want them a to be a CrossFitter or a lifetime member of the Winchell's Coffee Club, the Dunkin' Donuts Coffee Club? The tough questions. I always, I always want a CrossFitter to show up first for everything. The people who just brought my couch in were CrossFitters. They were. No. Oh. <laughs> okay yeah let's sc scroll down oh yeah she's not short either five seven scroll down a bit more does she have any of those like weightlifting things under there no bench work weight yeah interesting 225 clean injury those aren't always updated though right they should be that should be mandatory you shouldn't be allowed to compete in the open unless you update those you have to live within a hundred miles of the affiliate, uh, and you have to update your uh, benchmarks, or you don't get to go. Yeah, agreed. Um, Isn't that interesting that nobody updates their? Nobody probably don't even do some of those workouts. Yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Isn't that interesting? When's the last time you had Helen, Ben? Right. Do you know? Because it sucks. Probably, probably like <laughs> so six, hard. Six or seven years ago. Three four hundred meter runs as fast as you can at this point. That's pretty much yeah. what it, what it is, yeah. But that's what it was in the past too. Is who could run faster? There was a point where it was a little bit less than that, but it was still mm -hmm. yeah. The fastest person usually won that one, or how close the pull up bar was to the exit that you ran outside. <laughs> yep. It sounds like from looking here at the comments that there was some sort of ju a judging debacle with Danny Spiegel last year. Uh, someone is saying, "I I wonder what happens if she gets the same judge." I hope it's that guy from the last weekend. Just because he's a great judge, that's all. <laughs> he was the best judge ever. What? What are you going to do? He was just doing what he was supposed to do. That's how everyone should be. Uh, ben, what do you think about my um, my favorite uh, second favorite CrossFit athlete after you, um, Colton Mertens? What about him? When I when I asked Ben Bergeron uh, if he can go to the games. This is not a dig at Ben at all. I love me some Ben Bergeron. He was you saying, asked if he could win the games. Oh, if he could win the games. Thank you, Taylor. He said no. 
Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I I'm never going to be one to say some somebody can't do something like nothing can't do that. But um, you think yeah, the bus know. taking the other athletes has to crash for Colton to win? There are uh, <laughs> there are things that he's really good at, but there's probably just going to be things that he's weak at too. So that's just the way that you know the way that it goes. Just being five four, he's just fucked. I mean, it is what it is that you got the hand you're dealt, you know. The reason I actually dislike Bergeron so much is because of his hatred towards Colton Burton's. <laughs> Does he hate him? Does he really hate him? Sevan, you tell us. What do you say? He said that it's no, 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 no. It, he he wasn't hating on, on Colton at all. We I asked him what's the perfect CrossFitter look like, and you know the he, furthest he, thing from Colton is what he said. And he made himself vulnerable and and, share, and shared it, and I and I appreciated it. All right, that. all right, I thought, all right. I thought it was solid I think, what he did. I think it depends on the programming, and woo, at this point, woo. anything's possible. Oh, I'm absolutely not against Colton. Colton. <laughs> no, not you, Ben. No, he's the Ben's are against me. I think call. that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know he's riding a go. pig over to your house right now, Ben. Lock your door. Uh Brian Friend gave Colton a last chance call for at least. Here's the thing. Why Why can someone is, – is Colton more of an outlier than Fikowski? How come Fikowski is so freaking good and amazing and Colton is – I mean, we're yet to see. Look at his time was, in the sport. Right. Okay. I was just thinking about that. And if you look at, like, what what is the best – what is the average average CrossFitter that's going to be, let's say, on the podium or something like that? They're probably, what, five, eight? So Colton's probably closer to that than Fikowski is. Right, right. right. But the sports go in one direction, which is yes, what we keep saying. That's why Fikowski, I think, has done well relative to uh, years in the past because I think years in the past, it would have been opposite. It's interesting. And when you say the direction it's going, I didn't understand what uh, Taylor was explaining that to me in the beginning of the show and he was saying work capacity and I'd asked him to define it and I think I'm starting to get it. You're saying it's – is, is that the direction you're saying it's going? It's going towards like these machines and sort of endurance. And is that what you're saying? Yeah. More like he's two, what, two twenty? I mean, that just plays to your advantage in a lot of different events that have work capacity elements. I mean, if you put somebody on a bike, the heavier you are and you're on flat ground, you're going to put out more power than the lighter athlete. But then once you go up hills, it changes. Mm-hmm. I would say to an extent, the taller and bigger an athlete is, the better they'll do with the games because Usually at the games and at Granite Games in particular, they've had to traverse areas. So Ben's or not Ben Smith, uh, Fikowski being six one will have a he'll have an advantage on every single thing where he's got to go somewhere to somewhere else or move something from somewhere to somewhere else. And the same advantage happens on the bike. And a lot of the times on the qualifiers, you're in a box where all you've got to do is move up and down or side to side. And when you're not six one like Fikowski is, you'll have an advantage with that. And the issue with what's happening in the space at the semifinals is a lot of these things are not at all trying to offset the moving from point A to point B issue. Do you follow that at all? No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Benny Garrard was short. Benny Garrard was shorter than Colton. No, he's not. Oh, dude. He's not. Susan, prove me right. No fucking way. He can't prove you right because you're wrong. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Benny Garrard. Ben, what do you think? You trained, you you were you were competed against him, against Ben Garrard. Yeah, how I I don't know how tall he is. Hey, I want he he comes up to like here and me under my chin. Yeah, you're six one. <laughs> you're, you're thinking of someone different. No, Ricky Garrard's brother. 
He's tiny. He's the smallest that- dude. I think he's probably the smallest dude ever to compete at the CrossFit Games. God, I hope I'm right. That would make me 18, 18 and 0 against you guys. You're not 18 and 0. <laughs> Holy shit, he's four inches tall. Uh, 165 centimeters. Yeah, that's like four inches. 165 centimeter, two inches. Service. All right, homies, nice. I have to bounce. Five four. Okay, bye. Nice, so he's five nice four. You, okay. So he's yeah. the same size. He's the same size. All right. Thank you, Mr. Hiller. Oh, Andrew left. Uh, do we even want to mess with the Far East and talk about those people over there? Roman's going to win, and the Korean girl, Seong Young Choi, probably going to win as well on the women's side. I did, I did have in my notes that um, Patrick Clark called uh, – uh, what did he say? He did some cultural appropriation in the show. He called someone uh, – he called one of those girls over there – Damn, what was it? It was so funny when he said it too. I forget. He did he said something about kangaroo. He called her a kangaroo something. Who heard that? Ah, here we go. He called the girl from uh, the Korean girl who's supposed to do well there uh, a Korean kangaroo. And I, I think that's cultural appropriation if you're not from Australia, you can't can't Karen the kangaroo but not Korean the kangaroo. Uh Alexander and Roman they, they got that easily made? Is that what you're saying, Taylor? Uh, I think Roman's got it easily made. I don't know the rest of the field well enough to say that Alexander Illin has it easier has it easily made, but he is really fit. Uh, I think he made the games 2018, but, or 2019, but that was kind of a, it was a weird year. He made it in one of those weird ways, one of the, like, 12 ways you could go in 2019. Yeah, I want to say yeah, I want to say Ant Haynes is probably another one to keep an eye on. I'm pretty sure in 2019, the year with all the cuts, I think he finished in the top 30 or 40. So he's he's a fit guy too. Uh, shout out to Taylor Self's training. My deadlift has increased 201 pounds. My wiener has grown 13 inches. I am a believer. That's our accessory. You just pull on it as hard as you can for 20 minutes. I, when you deadlift, I heard you t- you tie it around the bar and stand up. And use your hands. <laughs> you stand up. How, what if this is Amanda Barnhart's year? Does she have something to prove here? Does she have to beat Mal here? Does she have to make a statement here at the Granite Games? I don't think she has to make a statement to prove it's her year. I mean, Justin Medeiros didn't win his semifinal last year and killed everyone at the games. I think Amanda's for sure a threat. She moves so well. That's because the games were different than the semifinal, but I'll just stop there. What do you No, go there. Oh, I mean, yeah. The semifinal, that's right. You're, you're right. At the MAC, that's a good point. Ben's talking about how the Mac last year was machine bias as well. He's right. I failed him. Well, I think also too, he's alluding to the fact that if you, if the same person is writing the programming for all the stages of the CrossFit games, then you can look at one person's performance from the previous competition and maybe do a better job at predicting their performance later on. So if the programming is all done by the same people, if someone wins their, their semifinal, it's the same person that programs the games. You can probably think that person should be pretty successful. A good point, yeah. It's so hard to tell who's going to do well at these these events because it it kind of is up in the air. And I think, I think some people like seeing that. You know, like you've alluded to, Savan, you like watching the race, right? It's like some people enjoy watching that, and where it's like you could just kind of throw the chips on the table and see how they fall out. And but that hasn't been how it's been always in the past. I I like that, but but that is sort of a testimony. 
kind of contrary to what we've been saying, right? Well, it's like we talked about before Ben came on. Are we getting to the point where the people who organize the events and program the events feel more pressure to make it more viewer friendly or to make it more fitness friendly? But we also decide that they can do both, right? They should be able to do both. Yeah, they did both. Yeah, we uh, have how examples about, in the past. Right. Uh, how about how about Sydney Wells, uh, Brooke's sister? Would, would it just be remarkable that she can join the um, – I don't think she was. She, I mean, she's relatively new to CrossFit, right? Three, three years most. Yeah, I think it's definitely a good storyline to watch. I mean, she. I'm pretty sure she was top 15 at West Coast last year, with people saying that she was pretty new to the sport from a skill standpoint. And I remember out there, you know, there were the strict deficit handstand push-ups. Um, they did the squat clean ladder. I think that opened up with 15 ring muscle ups, and that may have slowed her down a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see with a workout with 10 legless, and then a workout with 30 ring muscle ups in the middle how much better she's gotten at those skills. I think I've run out of stuff. Is there anything any of you guys want to bring up? Taylor, anything? Um, I mean, I wish, you know, we got sidetracked a little bit. I wish we would have talked about the men's field a little deeper because that's what I know the most, but I'm, I'm happy with everything we covered. I'm, I'm just so excited to watch this weekend. Uh, we have day one uh, at the Granite Games starts. Oh, shit. So at 7 p.m., the Far East starts. That's what you were saying at the beginning of the show, right? Yep. Who's going to watch that? Is anyone going to watch that? Roman. I mean, dude, watching Roman's going to be fun. Okay. And then, uh, and then the next events, um, the Granite Games starts tomorrow. Uh, the team start at 12.54, and the individual event starts at 1.42. And uh, we'll put out a schedule of when we're going to be back on to uh, talk shit. I mean, analyze uh, later on today. Ben Smith, thanks for coming on, dude. JR, thanks for coming yeah, on. Thanks, guys. Mr. Souza, thanks for running the back end. Of course. Great show, guys. See you. See ya. I hope my COVID goes away. Dude, you sound like shit. How sick are you? You all right? I'm so I'm dead. Dead. We're still on air, yeah.